All right, we'll give people another minute here to start joining the room. Go ahead and stretch. I made some popcorn, so hopefully we're not. Uh, I don't choke in the middle of a, a question. Yeah, Bill, if you start choking, please just mute yourself. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. So, um, so let me ask you a question. <laughs> Flash your mic twice if you call nine one one. Yes, please. <laughs> the Heimlich. It's time for USA Rugby Happy Hour Live here in Twitter Spaces. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We've got another big show lined up for everyone tonight. It's it's a Major League Rugby-themed show with our Game of the Week, uh, NOLA Gold versus Old Glory DC. Uh, and we have uh, NOLA's fly half, uh, Rada Iona, and DC's number eight, Jemison Fatanata Schultz. They will grace us with their presence in just a little bit. Uh, we'll hear Jemison in about 30 minutes, and we got Rodney coming up soon. View are not already following us please do so at eagles overseas and rugby morning here on twitter instagram uh to get updates on future shows and news about usa rugby major league rugby and more i am bill baker of eagles overseas and my trusty co-host rugby mornings john don't call me fitzy bill fitzpatrick <laughs> is on the line what's up <laughs> hey bill hey everyone you can call me fitzy that's all right it's acceptable. okay we're friends again okay good yeah back at it <laughs> Uh, so, you know, what's funny is um, not a ton of news. Uh, there was some world rugby news today about the potential of a world league, but I didn't get a chance to really read into it. But not a lot going on this week. Did I miss anything? Nope. You have not missed a thing. I think Ireland won something big, but yeah, there's right. means nothing. <laughs> means nothing to us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, something about tonight's show also, Fitzy, if you caught this at all, we have there's seven players from tonight's guest teams that made it on the Major League Rugby first team of the week from this last week's games. Uh, one of the guests tonight was selected. The other one didn't. Maybe there'll be a little uh, something there. Maybe the guests will be a little sour about that. I don't know. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, Matt, it's the it's the match of the, of the week for yeah, oh yeah. sure. So I have, I have quite a feeling we're going to see a few players from both squads make the MLR uh, first 15 in round six. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, these are two teams playing really well at the same time, too, streaking at the right time. Uh, and coming head to head at the right time, so that's that's good. I'm I, I'm definitely gonna be tuning into that game. I know I'll be at, in Quincy on Saturday. Uh, whether I watch this, uh, whether I watch, it, I know it's gonna be horrible weather. Worse worse than when DC played up here, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, it's gonna be nasty weather. I'm all for it. Let's go. I'm I'm calling the Dallas upset. You heard it here first. <sighs> okay, let's do it. Let's get right in. Let's get to our first guest. Joining us first is none other than Nola Gold's fly half, Rodney Iona. Hey, Rodney, how are you, buddy? Not too bad, man. Yourself? Doing well, man. Thanks for yeah, having me thanks. on. I'm glad it all worked out. I know this, um, some people don't even want to touch the whole Twitter thing, but I'm glad you jumped on board. No worries. So what's new? What's going on? Uh, not a lot. Uh, obviously, moved the, to New Orleans from uh, Melbourne and yeah. Australia. Um, settled in well. Uh, the group uh, really, uh, really welcomed me um, with open arms. So, just enjoying the new comp that I'm in, uh, MLR, mm-hmm. um, taking uh, one week at a time. So, yeah, it's been pretty good. Good, good. you know, and, and congrats on your win last weekend over Utah. You know, for you, three tries in the last two matches, and you and now you're averaging over, like, about 460 meters kicking per game. That's that's a pretty good two weeks for you. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, obviously, the last uh, – the first couple of games, I think it was the first three mm-hmm. games – um, the boys went really clicking. Um, um, we're glad we, we come away with the, uh, the two wins from the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, was there a change maybe in game plan? Because prior to, say, the, the Rugby New York match, 
Uh, before that, you were maybe averaging averaging about 180 meters kicking per game. The team was lower. Then all of a sudden, like I mentioned a minute ago, 460 in the last two wins. Was that part of it, more of a, a battle for territory? Yeah. Um, if I think back to the first three games, uh, the, the weather wasn't really um, – Yeah. It uh, played a big factor in uh, the kicking game, obviously, coming against the wind. Not much kicking. Um, um, most teams are rather kick out in the, um, out wide. So that played a big factor in the in the fact that I like, uh, couldn't get much kicks in the, the first three games. And then um, when we got a bit bit of better weather, um, yeah, we started to use that kick more mm-hmm. often. Rodney, let's, let's talk a little bit about the start of the, the 2023 season so far. A lot of pundits predicted that Nola Gold was going to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. You mentioned certainly a slower start 0-3, but, you know, since have won two straight games, was there ever any panic or doubts from the players after those first three weeks? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a question that we often um, get asked. Obviously, the, the, the season didn't um, take off as, as we wanted to. Um, we knew that we were a good playing group, um, but we just needed to click. And I think uh, after those f- first three weeks, we, we kind of still were calm about it. Um, leadership uh, done a great great job in um, obviously keeping the, the spirits up. And the, the coaches never, you know, took their eyes off that prize. Like, we, we came in, uh, I think after the games, we were pretty disappointed on um, how, how, we, how we went. But... We always we always said that we're a good team on paper. Um, we just needed to click, and we finally clicked against uh, New York. Yeah, in a, in a big way. I mean, I think a lot. That was such a such a big win for the club that had to lift spirits. It had to help that. I mean, if you looked across the board at the Eastern Conference, it's pretty stacked from yeah. top to bottom. There's only a few table points separating everyone. That's got to be a little reassuring, knowing that you know even with a loss on any given week. Your club, every club is still in it from here on out. It's it, there's not going to be an easy week, and that's just got to make it much more interesting and competitive for the players, knowing that um, no one's ever out of out of the standings, and they've always got a shot at you know getting in the top three for a playoff spot. Yeah, that's correct, man. Um, yeah, the our conference is uh, pretty tight, Nick, at the moment, and obviously there's a um, some great teams in the competition, and I, f- I feel like. Uh, uh, you can never, you know, every week you got to turn up. There's obviously good teams in this in this competition. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of your your Nola Gold teammates. We talked yep. a little bit. Bill talked a little bit about the MLR first fifteen. Week five, you guys had three players: Patrick O'Toole, Malcolm May, JP Duplessis. Only to be done outdone by this week's opponent, Old Glory. They placed four guys on there. Honestly, if you, if you ask me, I felt like you got robbed the prior week when you, when you put up two tries against New York. What were they looking at, man? <laughs> two tries. What more can you ask for? I guess uh, uh, Old Met from uh, – was it Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. He obviously scored all the points, and uh, that was like headline for every – that's true. Um, every post there, MLR, MLR stats, and all those kind of. But I guess, uh, nah, I, I thought I played a pretty good But goes on, I, think, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, That's fine. One, one follow up. One follow-up question: Should we anticipate a drop goal attempt from you against Old Glory? Careful, because I'll probably get in trouble if I answer that question. <laughs> no, no, no answer. Okay. 
Hey, Ronnie, we're talking about what he was talking about the players a second ago, um, you know, how there's so many players on the first 15 in the last few weeks for your team and also the other team as well. But um, and, and I apologize, I disappeared for a second. But, you know, what, what does that say about the team? Is it more of a testament how well you're all playing together right now? Yeah, I guess so. After coming off those two wins uh, with uh, uh, with those two teams, we, I don't know, I guess we're just, just going with the same team. We, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a hard question to ask because, like, yeah. I guess if the team's going well at the moment, then, you know, why change anything that's uh, that's not broken? Right, right. right. Uh, and, and let's look at some of the team's new additions in this offseason. You know, Dougie Fife joined, Jackson Hope, Cale uh, uh, Hodgson. Uh, let's, let's talk about how well they fit in and their impact on the team. Any any or the team success? Anything you can you can talk about? Maybe even Kale since or Dougie coming in online as well. Yeah, um, Dougie Fife. He's uh, I'm not quite sure if you guys know, but he's played a couple of international oh, tests yeah. for Scotland. <laughs> um, he's played, uh, I think it was for New New Jacks. Free Jacks. Um, last year, so he's got a he's got a bit of experience uh, behind him, and he brings a lot to the team um, during and obviously outside of rugby. Kale, he's, he actually he's impressed me um, the last couple of weeks, man. Um, on the weekend, he had to step up. He started for for us on the weekend, and I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, right. No, that's that's great to hear, Ronnie. I wanted to take a step back and, and talk a little bit about uh, kind of your background, how you got started in in rugby. So, you mentioned at the top of the hour, you're born and raised in in Melbourne. Isn't Melbourne a big Aussie rules football town? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I think the, uh, the country's first uh, sporting is uh, is AFL. There, so it's pretty popular in um, all over Australia. But Melbourne was a um, growing up. There wasn't much rugby. I think there was only uh, the junior started from under twelves or under fourteens or something. So yeah. um, growing up in Melbourne, there was a lot of AFL, and all my cousins and friends were playing um, rugby league. So I joined rugby league at a young age. Right, now, you got to give me credit because because typically when when an American sees the sees Melbourne, they sell they say Melbourne, but they <laughs> say Melbourne. Yeah, I said well, it you, you say that. Yeah. Well, there is a Melbourne, Florida. They don't say Melbourne, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, they say Melbourne. Yeah, that's oh. right. And, and it's not Brisbane; it's Brizzy. That's what everyone calls it. Brizzy. That's it. <laughs> Everything's got a nickname. That's right. I love it. To talking a little bit about your uh, your your playing career, right? So you played in Australia, Super Rugby. You played in France in the in the Pro D Do. You're now in the U.S. playing in MLR. Did you ever think your rugby career would take you to the United States to play rugby, to play professional rugby? Yeah, nah, never would have thought that at a young age. But I don't think it was until recently I I found out about the MLR. I think it was like four years ago. Coming to an end, uh, coming close to the back end of my career, um, I, I did say to my family that I wanted to come and play MLR and, um, you know, travel and experience this side of the world before ending my career. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of uh, being here playing in MLR, but it, it was on the kind of the bucket list. Yeah, and you're enjoying yourself so far. I'm loving it, loving it. Um, like I said uh, at the start of the of the podcast. Uh, the the team has uh, welcomed uh, welcomed us uh, real nicely here. Uh, and another thing about uh, that, Rodney, about Major League Rugby, you know, uh, I mean, you played some pretty top level in multiple company, uh, countries, you know, the leagues, not necessarily international level. We'll talk about that later. But you know, 
coming into the league and now, I mean, how does this league compare to maybe other leagues you might have been, you might have played in? That's quite similar. Uh, obviously, um, other competitions are more established um, in terms mm-hmm. of like uh, facilities. I heard some teams have to travel to to their gym places and um, come back to their field and train. So I guess um, the, the quality and and in, in this comp, I think it's really good. It seems pretty uh, well well balanced for the most most part here, as far as like uh, between all the clubs, you know, which is great. You want that well balanced league. There might be a couple of teams who struggle, but yeah. for the for the most part, it is well balanced, and you have some really good athletes. And it's great to see players like yourself, a number of others, come over and play. And and I on the, on the American side of things, I love it because I know you can add a lot to the younger American players, and you have a few on your team, obviously. Yeah. I think the benefit for them is grand. Um, you know, with that said, I mean, you don't have to mention names or anything like that, but is do you, I don't know, is anyone you kind of taken underneath your wing, maybe? Maybe on Nola's team or someone else you came across at some, at some point? I've been working closely with uh, young Reese Botha. Um, oh, yeah. he, he's a, uh, I think he moved uh, to America a couple of years ago and um, ever since stayed and, and played and was fortunate this year to pick up a contract with, uh, with Nola. He's uh he's one of the guys that I'm working closely with uh, at Nola at the moment. Um, he actually sits right next to me in the in the locker rooms, which is which is pretty cool. We get to uh, talk all uh, all things playmaking. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Nola again, uh, we've had Dino Waldron on the show a couple times. Cam was on once. Uh, Dino mentioned how much he loves the facility there. You know, uh, it, it's a unique stadium, obviously a baseball stadium which on TV doesn't look great, but he says he loves playing there. He loves the facilities in there. Can you talk about the facilities as well? I'm sure there's some good workout rooms, yep. stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, when I first got into the setup, uh, I was I was blown away about how how cool the facilities were. We've obviously got our, um, our locker rooms that uh, we, we train and, and we gym there. So we've got a, a, a big, massive gym room in the stadium. And we, yeah, we basically do everything there uh, in terms of training and um yeah stuff like that well how's that crowd there yeah again it's sometimes it's tough to really tell on tv but it seems like in a place like new orleans they would be crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, on the weekend uh, they were pretty loud on the weekend so yeah um it's actually a great standing because it's um obviously half of the field but um the the noise that comes from that corner man it's uh it's it's pretty cool Ronnie, I'm always interested in, in when players come from, from, from overseas or from, from other professional competitions, how did that process of you coming to the MLR, did did you put out feelers to MLR clubs or did MLR reach out to you? How did that process kind of begin? Um, well, it was actually my manager that, that hit me up about it. Um, he said he, he, he got an email from, uh, if it was Fitzy or the MLR, but um, asking if I was interested in coming into uh, MLR and play, like, like I said before, it's always been a, it's it's always been on the bucket list. So um, yeah, I was I was quick to to, to pounce on this one. Well, yeah, unfortunately, you landed in a, and if it's not there yet, it certainly start to get much warmer in New Orleans. I mean, you could have landed in Chicago where it's been <laughs> cold and snowing and raining, which is not the most fun weather to play rugby in. So I think you landed in a good spot, at least weather-wise, that it's warm enough there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a, a mixed bag. Obviously, yeah. our, our first game was really cold and windy, and then uh, the last two games that we had at home was really hot. 
Oh, actually, the, on the weekend it wasn't it wasn't as hot, but uh, the game that we played against New York, uh, I, I really felt for the boys from New York coming from the cold, oh, yeah. um, playing playing in this humidity. It was really hot. <laughs> I actually, I actually quite enjoy the uh, playing in the hot, which is good for me. But the other foreigner boys from New Zealand, where it's cold, um, yeah, they're they're struggling a bit. They're always at the at the pools trying to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there there is that silly saying: it's not the heat, it, it's the humidity. So yeah, luckily, yeah. right now you don't have to deal with that. But come June, yeah. oh, good God! Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard um, the boys were saying that like it gets it gets worse, and um, obviously when we're playing rugby, the balls are slippery and it would be harder. It, it's it's harder to to catch and to keep a hold of. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we, we, again, the the influence of you coming over to Major League Rugby. Did uh, uh, the fact that we there are uh, a number or a few uh, Samoan national players here? Did that help your decision at all, or just honestly? You, I mean, you already said you you wanted to come here already, but the fact that you know Fidel, who are other others that are here, uh, that, that did that help? Yeah, I um I actually spoke to them about um, the competition um, when we were in camp one time, and they 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 said they absolutely loved it. They're enjoying it here. They've got they obviously got their partners and, and family here. It, it kind of yeah played. A, a little uh, in my decisions, but like, um, yeah, like you said, I've, it's always been on the bucket list to come here. Let's talk about the Samoa national team. You guys, you helped Samoa qualify for the 2023 Rugby World Cup. You played later this year in France, uh, which is awesome. Should we uh, expect to see you in the Samoan camp once the MOR season is over? Uh, that's the plan. Um, obviously, uh, the squad has been pictured, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll put my hands up. Uh, to represent our country in, in the upcoming World Cup, um, if all goes well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's exciting to play for your for your country in the Rugby World Cup. Bill talked about Ed Fidal. We had AJ Alatimu on a couple of weeks ago, and when we had AJ on last month. He shared that he likes to play music and dance in the locker room after wins. <laughs> he claimed uh, he claimed that he's a good dancer, <laughs> so. Ronnie, how would you rate his taste in music and his dancing skills? Uh, taste in music, it's pretty good. His dancing moves, I'm not quite sure about that. Um, oh, here we go. I don't know if I'd call that, uh, call that dancing, but if he, if he thinks it's dancing, then um, a zero out of ten. Wow. Wow. That, there's our tease. <laughs> nah. Bless him. Yeah, He's a... Uh, He's a special on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your favorite story you can tell us about AJ? That's uh, That's uh, radio friendly. He's actually quite a funny guy. He's a uh, He's the jokester. He's a, He's a joker. He's a joker in the team. But yeah, he's a uh, He's in this group uh, that we call the entertainment. You obviously got your leaders, and then um, on tour. So and then they have other other leaders, which is the entertainment leaders, and he takes care of uh, all the all the music. Um, uh, our socials. Uh, he's the man for the job. Yeah, quite a funny, funny bloke, that guy. Yeah. So listen, I want to jump in. I want to talk about food with you now. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Because uh, this is something. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you really say salad? <laughs> I hope my uh, coaches aren't listening to this now. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, uh, um, uh, you know. You talk about world-class food, you know, whenever I travel overseas or anywhere, I'd like to get local food. So if I was going to uh, Samoa, what would be the dish to eat? Oh, that's a great question, man. 
So many to pick from. I think, uh, so there's these green bananas we call fai. They're dressed in like uh, the coconut coconut cream. So yeah. I'll probably go with the fai. And a luau, which is a dish that's made on top of like taro leaves. And then you put um, coconut cream in the middle. And then you steam it and eat it. So I'll go with uh, fai and luau. Ooh. Have you ever been to Samoa? No. Want to? Missing out. Uh, I've been invited to Fiji a number of times from former teammates of mine, but uh, it's really far away. <laughs> <laughs> but worth it. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Let's keep on the the the, uh, the food theme here because uh, all I have is popcorn next to me, so I want to talk about more stuff. So New Orleans, obviously, some amazing food there. I mean, uh, it sounds like you maybe you've been to the French Quarter. Um, have you enjoyed the the food of the area? Maybe some beignets. Yeah, um, during the, the time of the parades, we had uh, some boiled uh, crawfish. That was that was really nice. I love my seafood, so that that was that was a great experience to experience that. Wait, I did you did you suck the head of the crawfish? Sure did, mate. Yeah, you go. Yep. <laughs> no other way. Um, <laughs> things called po boys. Oh yeah. Oh man, I've delved into that. We've got we actually got like a. This uh, place called the Parkway Po' Boys. That's where they, hmm. uh, I think they've won a couple of awards. Best Po' Boy in Louisiana, I think. So I've, I've lived right next to that. Rodney, my, my, my audio dropped there, so I couldn't ask the question there. I apologize. I was going to bring up, when you guys were talking about Samoan food, I had a sixth grade teacher, uh, Miss Arona. She would always cook food and bring it in to the class, and we would devour it. But... She used to make this dish, and I can't ever remember the name of it, but it was some type of, like, chicken dumpling. It's one of the best things I've ever had. Uh, Do you know that, what I'm talking about? I think you might be talking it, – it was it like a – was it a dumpling or was it like a, uh, like a pork bun? Something good. We, we, lost, we lost John again. He's having some technical difficulties. I think he actually ran out of the house to go find the food somewhere. <laughs> well, hey, uh, listen, Rodney, we, we've kept you long enough here. Um, we really do appreciate you giving us this time. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, you know what? Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck with, uh, uh, with the World Cup and getting on that squad. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. See ya. Hey, fans. Thank you for tuning in to this replay of Twitter Spaces USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half as well and previous shows here on the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast on your favorite podcast player. Now, go check out the other shows.